you tired of chasing perfection and always feeling like you fall short? There is a better way. Welcome to the Pop Coach Life with your host, Sharon Smaga, where we are pursuing the art of purpose over perfection. She's going to turn what you think you know on its head and help you discover a life filled with meaning and joy. So buckle up, Buttercup, because here comes Sharon. Good morning. This is Sharon Smago. Welcome to Pop Coach Life, where we are pursuing the art of purpose over perfection, where we're making everyday choices to uh, focus on what we're capable of, what is good enough, instead of uh, all the little things we do wrong. And I want to introduce today the something called relationship postures. I thought this might be kind of fun and, and interesting to do as um, a little bit of a series, and it came up in a discussion uh, with a coaching client this week already. So I wanted to share that with you. So we're going to do some glasses on, glasses off, because that's the stage of life I'm in. <laughs> so, um, relationship postures, it's very it's a very simple, concrete concept. And for that, I think it's actually uh, really powerful as a tool and a way to think about some relational needs or issues or struggles in our lives. So there's four of them. One of them is you count, I don't count. The second one is I count, you don't count. The third one is I don't count, you don't count. And the fourth one, um, and this is probably the one we're obviously sort of striving for, is I count and you count. Um, and that's the most value add posture, if you will. And wanted to kind of talk about number one today. And number one, again, is you count, I don't count. And I want to just kind of hit on the problems, the rewards, and the change, the way to begin to create change if you're in each posture. And when I say reward, I just want to label that every behavior, if, if you look at behavioral theory, the idea that every behavior has some reward or payoff, we may not be aware of it. We might be, it might be conscious, it might be subconscious, but there's a payoff for engaging in the behavior. And that doesn't mean um, you're intentionally doing that because that's what you want in your life or that you know what you're doing and you know, you're know you just copying out. It's just that we all have motivations for behavior that we're often not aware of. So when I talk about the reward of the behavior, um, I'd encourage you to think about it that way. Otherwise, it might feel a little insulting, to be honest. Uh, it's kind of like when we talk about weaknesses and, and we tend to feel a little insulted by that. So here we go. Number one, you count, I don't count. So this is if I treat you as if you matter most in the relationship and I have little value in the relationship. I don't really matter. That's what we're talking about when we say we count. So you matter, I don't matter. The problems, some of the problems that come with this are I give my rights away. Um, I have to be less so you can be more. So I sort of disappear in this kind of relationship because remember, you have the worth and value and I'm saying that I don't. And so it reinforces low self-worth and I'm going to say it, self-loathing. 
I think when we engage in this posture, we're often struggling with a lot of self-loathing that's scary to acknowledge or scary to look at. Um, it might even feel appropriate in a way. It might feel like it's being humble or um, self-deprecating in a kind of charming way. But underneath that often is, you know, I don't think enough of myself to stand up or to be present in the relationship, okay? So uh, the, the rewards, there's some rewards to this behavior, believe it or not, kind of hard to believe, I know, but uh, every behavior, remember, has some sort of payoff. The reward in this is I don't have to own my own stuff, right? I kind of get a, I'm kind of off the hook because if it's all about you, then it's all about your stuff. I can externalize and blame. I can avoid my own needs and feelings, and I kind of look like the good guy or the patient one or the long-suffering one. Um, uh, I look like the martyr. So in these relationships, um, often the person that's being treated poorly looks like, um, I almost hesitate to say this, but I think I'm just going to go for it and nail it, looks like the victim. And I'm not saying that there aren't relationships in this category very extreme where there is victimization. Those are exclusions. That's not what we're talking about today. But just on a kind of everyday basis where I am playing the victim or the martyr, right? And so let's be honest, makes me look like the good guy. Um, so the way to begin to change this, if you are engaging this way in a relationship with the member, we're saying, you're the person maybe saying, well, you matter, but I don't. You count, but I don't. My encouragement for change would be that you explore and develop a stable sense of your own value and worth. That's often a missing piece here. You're also going to need to develop some self-awareness and take ownership of your own thoughts and feelings. So if you want to disengage from your partner always you know, feeling like your partner's controlling how you think and feel, then you've got to start to label and take ownership of your own thoughts and feelings. Um, you need to learn and implement healthy boundaries for self. So, uh, and that comes around protecting as you develop a stable sense of your own value, then you will be more inclined to uh, create and implement some healthy boundaries that are protective in a right way. You also need to stop blaming your partner. <laughs> Ouch, I felt that one a little. Um, so you can't blame your partner, right? Maybe they do suffer from a little bit of ass. <laughs> Maybe they really are jerks sometimes, whatever. But you can't blame them for you not stepping into the room, if you will, or stepping up in the relationship and sort of staking your worth and speaking up and valuing yourself, okay? So we have to value self to change this posture, really important. And to learn to speak out of self-respect instead of, so the goal is to respect yourself instead of people-pleasing. I think a lot of people-pleasers can fall into this relationship pattern. So there's a, some ideas for you to think about um, and consider what, you know, if you find you're engaging in this and you can label that, 
where do you want to implement change? So I've given you several options you can kind of think about and where would you feel most comfortable kind of making a small shift or a small change? It's a process over time. Doesn't have to happen overnight. It's not gonna happen all at once, um, but there's some ideas to get you going. I hope this has been helpful. Uh, the next time we'll take a look at the relationship posture of I count, you don't, and that should go up next week. Um, and we'll explore that one a little more. For now, this is Sharon Smaga with Pop Coach Life, pursuing the art of purpose over perfection. Take care and have a great day. You've been listening to the Pop Coach Life podcast. To catch all her past shows, go to www.popcoach.life.